Welcome on in Bay Area or wherever it is that you are listening to this. This is No Work Today, K-N-O-W, Work Today on Twitter. Please follow us. Uh, I am Bill, a.k.a. Zachariah. He is Hank, and that is Sal on the end, although we're not on camera, so I guess I don't have to describe the location of you gentlemen. How are you guys doing? I'm doing real well. How are you, Bill? Uh, no complaints. Doing fantastic out here. All right. Okay. Um, Hank, are you disappointed that our Twitter followers have fallen below 100? We are now at 99. I, I want to never discuss it again. Honestly. Okay. Well, I'm going to promise you that we're not my only... My feelings are hurt. When <laughs> we release these po these podcasts, Hank, I'm going to make a promise to you. Because I'm going to tweet it out on my oh, Twitter wow. account. And Promises. We're going we're gonna to we're pass triple digits and we're never going to look back. We're never going to look back. Okay. A uh, bunch of stuff to get to. Debo apparently uh, has... Uh, taking over the soul of Akib Talib, as I most famously called him on an update. Do you know the story behind that? Oh, yeah. How could I not? Yeah, just to pull the curtain back a they little bit. They used that as a drop for a year. That's Yeah, that's a fact. Uh, Greg Papa told me his name 15 different ways right before my update, and I choked while doing the update and called him uh, Akib Talib. We'll get to the NFL, definitely, but the ranking show came out today. By the way. Fuck them. Do you think... Do you, <laughs> fuck who? The NCAA, the ranking show, and everyone who's broadcasting the shit. Okay, <laughs> that's a strong statement. Now, look, I have my own issues with the NC2A, so I can I, I can go down that path with you. I don't know what you're. First, I don't watch the show, but I don't know what your issue is with the people doing the show. Is there something specific? Is there like a beef that you have with somebody? No, not the not the particular hosts of the show. Just the fact that they're over here covering some, you know, a free labor force, tax-exempt, okay, evil right, empire. Right. Let's leave that one at it. I'm normally the guy that likes to go uh, Rick down Patino the... Rick Pitino is somewhere smiling. <laughs> I'm normally the guy that likes to go down the, like, fun topics and the political... Yeah, yeah. But let's not do it here. Let's just talk about actual college football, because I was telling you guys before we started recording that I've watched more college football this year than I think I have in my entire life combined. And I told you I'm not buying it, and I still think that you're over-under on football players that you can name in these top contending teams is somewhere around five and a half. And I don't blame you because I can't name six by any. I would, I would bet the under. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I didn't say me, I was a college expert. I just said, I've been watching more college football than I ever have in my life. We got Sal for the college expert guy. Is, are you guys claiming college is an example of one of those sports where you just root for the laundry and you're not really worried about the individual players more about school spirit? That's a good question. I, I don't think that that's what we were trying to intend to stay, but yeah, I, I think that's true. I think I think college football, you you know less about the individual players than you do in professional sports. I mean, it goes to show you how fantasy and gambling will go a long good way in, yeah, in your knowledge of a sport. Because you, yeah. we don't you don't know a single you you might be out there a semi decently, you know, a fan that watches a decent amount of college football, you won't know six guys on any team. Are you guys telling me you don't play fantasy college football? <coughs> no, that's why, why like did such fan, a why did FanDuel and those guys make that shit illegal? It was up there for like a year. Uh, the NCAA probably complained, but there's nothing more fun if you like diving into obscure players and stats. AKA you. Oh yeah, you'll be out there starting a QB from Southeast Jacksonville State. Yeah. A and M. I can barely sixty-four <laughs> attempts. The guy went for five hundred fifty-two yards, eight TDs, and two rushing TDs with one hundred sixty-four rushing yards. They won seventy-two to sixty-eight in the barn burner of all barn burners. Oh, problem is you meanwhile, had their your opponent. You had their defense, so you got negative points and, and you lost. Meanwhile, your opponent was some silverback donkey who started Jalen Hurts because he knows the name. The guy played a grind fest. Love that you said the one guy who we can name his name wrong. You said Hurts. <laughs> not hurts and the whole reason why i know his name is because we always make the joke <laughs> yeah. 
Hertz rental car. That's a fact. And you said it wrong. <laughs> Anyways. I'll tell you what will what <laughs> amazingly skew the stats in college is that, that overtime format where they just go back and forth. You could have a game that at the end of regulation is tied seven to seven and ends up eighty-two yeah. to seventy-nine. Yeah, exactly why I cannot do college fantasy. I can barely do pro fantasy football, let alone college uh, fantasy football. But I'll say that I'll say this in all seriousness though: one thing that makes it fun to follow college to follow college sports, excuse me, if you really like following it year to year, is there's always fresh faces to get to know. I mean, in the NBA, you have guys, you know, LeBron's been good forever, blah, 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 blah. In college, these guys are getting turned over. But that's another reason why you, you can't name as many players because the Cavs had LeBron for 10 years. If you're following Alabama, they have their running back for a year and a, a year or two. This is true. As a casual fan, there's not as much familiarity. But if you're an involved fan, there's a ton to dig into. And there's always, like, new studs coming up. And people are obsessed with recruiting. So you'll have... It, rabid fan bases with their message board. They'll be talking about high school sophomores that they're hoping to get a commit from. Anyway. Bill, Hank, and Sal, no work today. Follow us on Twitter at no work today, K-N-O-W. Also, go to thelumberbaron.com. Use the promo code no work today. You'll get 10% off your next fencing or decking order. Uh, the reason why I wanted to bring this up in general, and Hank fought me on it a little bit, crapping on the on the nc2a and i have i have some moral issues with the way that they operate business because it's basically a professional institution that they try to pretend is a bunch of uh quote-unquote students that don't really care about their education unless they're guys that are not going to come out until after the senior year anyway or not going to get drafted but i have heard talk amongst amongst talking heads and just people in general people that are not talking about sports for a living but just fans that College football is now becoming more interesting to them than the NFL. And now while I'm not ready to go that far, I'm still more interested on Sunday than I am on Saturday. I am finding it way more. And I think this final four is, has made it way more intriguing than back when you just had some coaches poll that decided randomly who the best team would be. This final four thing every week, while I don't get the show, help me with this. How often can you predict who's going to be the top four before the show? That's why I don't get the show. I would say 50% of the time you already know what's going to happen. It changes as the season goes on. But the show is just the, the overproduction of all sports now. We don't need a show for that. I mean, I remember in the old days, the, the NBA and NFL drafts weren't even on TV. You just found out the next day what happened. Yeah. The show is unnecessary. See, but I'm, fine with, but I'm fine with that, Sal. The problem is, the reason why I don't understand the show is because didn't we all know it was going to be Clemson, Auburn, Oklahoma, and Wisconsin before tonight's show? We knew the res- we knew the who the top four was going to be on Sunday for for this week yes but it's not always the case one thing that makes it really hard to discern is it's not you can't really compare apples to apples in college because people are playing all these different schedules so you'll have a team that will have vastly different strengths of schedules we're seeing it with Wisconsin this year they're undefeated but they've played nobody so they don't have any quality wins really mm-hmm. um, so that creates some intrigue in that it's harder to compare stats. Uh, because you're playing different schedules, and some one team might have a better record, but against harder competition, and and also the college football guys factor in momentum. So if your losses were earlier in the year, they don't hurt you. You have as a much better chance, yeah. Late. So yeah. there's a little complexity there. Well, let me ask you this: because doing sports broadcasting for five years, we were often told that the Bay Area doesn't give a damn about college football, and I think for the most part that's true. Because when I would, what I would, when I would even entertain doing a college football segment, there would be no phone calls, there'd be no tweets, there'd be no text messages. So I think for the most part, this is not an area that really cares about it. But do either of you guys have a favorite team? Now I went to Cal, so I root for Cal. And then there's other teams that I like randomly. For instance, I like Clemson just because I hate Alabama so much, as a lot of my 
rooting interests are based on my rooting hatred. But do, do, do individuals have favorite college teams that they didn't go to? Yeah, I like, I like Cal too because both my parents went there. Okay, but you don't have a, do you have a team that you like outside of that? I like Stanford because my dad has season tickets now that he works there. Okay. And I like going to the games. It's been fun doing that. But outside of that, uh, in conferences that, that I don't care about, I, I guess when I was a kid, I liked the U. I liked that but they it's were not like out. And they it's were... not like you like the Lakers or you like the Patriots or whatever. Like it, it's, it's a weird thing where obviously everybody that went there is going to like that team. But for the people that don't have, you know, let's say they went to a school that's not a football powerhouse. Do you think they have favorite football teams, college football teams? Case by case basis. I think college football more than anything else is influenced by those two things. One, either where you went to school or where you grew up. It's much less common to have, like in the NFL, there's tons of, you know. Cowboy fans in California. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. I think that's less common in college. The other thing that's interesting is that college teams, I feel like, uh, change more dramatically, one, again, because of the player turnover, but also because there's such different stylistic uh, uh, things throughout the college landscape. You can have a new coach who will come in and change your entire program. You can go from having a, a running offense to a, a run-and-shoot type of thing. The the face of your team can change dramatically based upon the coaching staff. Um, an interesting question, Hank, For I think it'll be good for you. I think right now we have Sal, who watches college football a ton, me that watches it a, a medium amount, and you that watches it probably little. Do you have a favorite four that you would want? Right now it looks like, right now it's Clemson, Auburn, Oklahoma, well, and Wisconsin. I was, but Clemson, on, on a side note, I'll say it's pure horseshit that it's four. It should clearly be eight with the Power Five Conference winners. Well, they're winners. talking about that. All the Power Five Conference winners should get in, in which case I would be thrilled because I'd be Stanford would be on the precipice about to whoop USC at Levi. Uh, and then a team like TCU could get in. Or I have no interest in TCU. UCF my my ideal my ideal four would be literally uh, Oklahoma. Uh, I've not. This isn't going to happen. But my ideal would be Stanford, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and uh, Auburn or Alabama. Which whoever wins the SEC title game, I guess. Okay, well, let me just give the landscape for the people that don't know it. It's Clemson, Auburn, Oklahoma, and Wisconsin right now. But essentially, I got Miami news for you. And- Wisconsin will lose to Ohio State. Book it. They're done. They're okay, trust. well, Miami and Georgia, I think. And Sal, you can correct me where I'm wrong because this is where you're going to know more than me. I believe Georgia and Miami have playing games. Georgia against um, uh, Auburn and Miami against Clemson if they if those two teams win then, then they knock those other two out Auburn uh I just said that and then uh Wisconsin plays Ohio State but is Ohio State going to be on the outside looking in along with Alabama if Georgia and Miami win w- won't it be won't it be Miami Auburn uh and Georgia so what you said is directionally correct they're not they're not uh, quote unquote play-in games per se, but they're the conference championship games that are basically functioning like playing games. So it, the, basically, the winner of the SEC championship game, which is Auburn and Georgia, and the winner of the ACC championship game, which is Clemson and Miami, the winners of those two games are pretty much assured to get in. So okay. two, two spots will be spoken for. The other the other spots are really up in the air based on what, what happens in the other conference championship games. The Big Ten is Wisconsin against Ohio, Ohio State. State yeah. If Wisconsin wins that game, they'll Impossible. be Yeah, they got to be. be. They'll, they'll be, be 13. They'll be the only undefeated the team. Only undefeated. They have 0% chance okay. to win that game. We're just saying what... <laughs> <laughs> and then the Big 12 championship game is Oklahoma against TCU. 
If Oklahoma wins that game, they're in. in. So if the conference championship games go in that regard, there'll mm-hmm. be no debate. I mean, people can complain, but if it's going to be the winner of the ACC, the winner of the SEC, and then Oklahoma and Wisconsin, if they win their conference championship games, they'll be in. Where it gets messy is if Oklahoma loses to TCU Mm -hmm. and or Wisconsin loses to Ohio State, Mm -hmm. then the SEC winner and the ACC winner will still be in, but those other two spots will be totally up in the air. Between Between Alabama? Alabama will be in the mix. Ohio State will be in the mix because they had just won the conference championship. Uh, You know... uh, and then TCU could be in the mix because they would have just won the Big 12 and beaten Oklahoma. So if those upsets happen, it, it could create chaos, which is what I'm rooting for. I think college sports, because it doesn't have a true uh, champion, I think actually benefits in some ways uh, from the chaos and, and craziness and people arguing about who should have a shot. And that side sideshow is a little entertaining to me, so that's actually what I'm rooting for. And there's no chance that a Pac-12 team gets in? Uh, USC would have an outside chance, but they would have to destroy Stanford and hope that the other games are, are unconvincing. You know, USC would have to win that game by 40, and then the USC... Bryce Love is going to take care of those guys on one peg. No problem. The, the chance, the, the narrative that USC is going to have if they do manage to pull that off is to say, hey, it's about who's strongest towards the end of the year, and we got all our guys healthy, and now we got Sam Darnold, and we're rolling over people. Quickly here, thoughts on Chip Kelly going to UCLA. I can't believe how many different places that guy's getting paid money. Getting paid by Philly, San Francisco, and now UCLA. I think they did something where that some of the money uh, cancels it, it, itself out. But that guy is. I mean, I think he's. I, I think he's a good college coach. I think he proved that he's not a good NFL coach. So I could see him having success at UCLA. But me and Sal were talking about how we can't remember the last time UCLA was some sort of football powerhouse. I, I mean, I'll say this: his hope is that he's the silver tongue recruiter that he appeared to be in at Oregon, and that he can take advantage of that SoCal. Uh, landscape and and turn that around and get some tight recruits salo it tells you a lot about chip's uh, priorities that he chose the ucla job by all accounts he was offered the florida job as yep. well turned it down took the ucla job he's probably getting less money at ucla he's in a lower profile conference uh florida is also you know a, a bigger budget in terms of the facilities they have available for players um the the state he's in that cali though in. but again he's, he's in cali and also i'll say this by all accounts, Chip Kelly loves the football aspect. He says the, the most fun he has is watching tape and breaking down film and strategizing, but he hates the other stuff. He doesn't like dealing with the administration. He doesn't like dealing boosters. with boosters, all that kind of stuff. And we all know the SEC is the most rabid fan base you'll see. And UCLA, eh, it's more of a basketball school. They're maybe the, the fourth biggest foot, you know, football team in the city, given that there's two NFL teams and USC right there. So Chip can more do his thing and then not be bothered, which is mostly what he wants to do is coach football and not have people annoy him. Also, he might have recruiting roots here already. When he's at Oregon, we all know Oregon doesn't have homegrown players. They recruit heavily in California. So he might already have some connections there. So the opportunity to go to UCLA and do that work, tells you a lot about what his priorities are and also the bar is set lower florida is horrible this year but they made it to the conference championship game in the last two years and the coach got fired this year if ucla made it to back-to-back pac-12 championship games they'd be sky playing and giving you a, a contract extension yeah and the bar for success is a lot lower at ucla it's true finally shiano and tennessee what a joke basically a twitter feud broke out a twitter riot they claimed that he had he had knowledge of what Sandusky was doing at Penn State and they essentially agreed Oof. to hire him and then within 24 hours 
said that they were not going to hire him. Tennessee is becoming I, a laughing stock. I'll tell you this. All I saw, and it was just an out-of-context blurb, and it was Urban Meyer crying his eyes out slash livid fuming on TV telling you Shiano's an elite coach, and he can't believe that his guy went through it. And I just had a hearty chuckle. It's, ama- it's amazing I'm what social media tonight, can And on do a now. side note, fuck Urban Meyer. Okay. Uh, All right. Any particular reason why you don't like Urban nah, Meyer? No particular <laughs> okay. reason. Just don't like him. I mean, I, here's the kicker. It's not him personally. I'm just saying his persona, his whole public thing. You don't like it? No. Huh? It felt fake by all those Tennessee fans. I mean, I think if people really had moral outrage to the hiring of Shiano and had an issue with him for that reason and wanted to protest, I fully support that. But, again, I can't prove it. But from the outside looking in, what it felt like is they didn't like Shiano as a football coach, having nothing to do with the Penn State saga, and then said... Use that as I'll, their I'll, I'll tell you this. Exactly. I wish that Jason Witten would have just hung him up at halftime of his game like Tennessee wanted and just went out there and coached the Vols the next game. Oh, we had a good and, chuckle over that and yesterday. Here, Literally, the there was like a breaking report that Witten said he would not retire Here, Here's the kicker. The while, he's at it, while he's at it, Des Bryant and his lackluster 5.2-a-game fantasy points should hang him up and go coach Oklahoma State because <laughs> those guys are in a fucking shit show as well, I bet. I'd love to see just a, a whole Ezekiel Elliott as Ohio State players head retiring co- immediately and taking over college football. Imagine, imagine if Zeke Elliott went and pulled the Jim Tressel look sweater vest on your ass <laughs> next year at Ohio State. That'd be priceless. At No Work Today on Twitter, K N O W Work Today. Don't forget, go to the thelumberbaron.com. Use the promo code No Work Today, ten percent off. We'll be back with some more football talk. We got some NBA talk. I'm going to try to squeeze the word in here. For Sal, for Hank, I'm Bill. No work today. Holla!